You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I'm NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us today, we're honored to have the Governor of Idaho, Brad Little, and Arizona rancher, Jim Chilton. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, Governor, let's start with you. You guys were at the White House on the South Lawn uh, for a ceremony with uh, President Trump today talking about um, the, the benefits of deregulation and what he's done. Um, Governor, can you just tell us a little bit about um, the event today and and what are some of the benefits, obviously, of, of deregulation? Well, I, I don't, we don't have time to count all the ways. Jim did a great job he did. talking about waters of the United States and uh, I, I, I notice he didn't use the word ephemeral springs or ephemeral waterways. He was very uh, politically correct and what he described was the, the burden uh, that all ranchers that have in particularly arid areas that were uh, under incredible pressure from what was defined under waters of the United States. Uh, this administration over and over has said you know, private property rights, ranchers, farmers. It's it's important to us to drive the economy forward uh, by allowing people uh, to make a living on their lands, still protect clean water, still protect endangered species, but the, but the burden, the bureaucratic burden that was out there has just got to be astronomical. Behind uh, both of us were was a narrative of the burdens that existed before and the burdens that exist now. We still have burdens. All of us that live in the West, uh, particularly those of us that uh, deal with public land issues, but this administration's just done an incredible job of lowering that burden. In Idaho, we've been very fortunate that myself and my team, we have been the leaders in reducing regulatory burdens, whether it be for someone that wants to get a license or a rancher or farmer. And Jim just did a great job of epitomizing that today. He did do a great job. And I, I see on your on your website that you guys said you, you have become the least regulated state in the country. Well, um, under under your leadership, we're, and we're not gonna we're not gonna live on our laurels. We're gonna continue to drive that down. Uh, one of the things that I talked about today was uh, was telehealth. Uh, those of us that live in the West in rural Idaho, our ability to have medical care is incredibly dependent upon how we get that delivered. Uh, the, this administration, the Trump administration, and my administration, we have lowered. Uh, regulatory hurdles for people uh, by internet, by phone, to provide health care. And those of us that live in the West that need health care want to have it accessible and affordable. And what we've done in Idaho and what this administration have done means that ourselves, our families, our employees, our neighbors are going to have more affordable health care. Right. Absolutely. And that was interesting because they did have a nurse practitioner at the event today talking about that as well. Uh, I may come back to that later, but Jim, let's go over to you. Um, you talked about your situation with the waters of the U.S. regulation under the Obama administration. 
um, and and how it is not going to be as onerous now now that it's been repealed and replaced. Can you just tell us a little bit about how your operation? You talked about the dry washes on your on your property, right on your ranch in Arizona. Can you talk a little bit about how you are affected under the Obama rule and how it's not as onerous now under the Trump rule? Under the 2015 Obama rule, waters of the United States, the dry washes on our ranch, uh, maybe a, a hundred or more, uh, were deemed, if they had more than 12 inches of sand in the bottom of the wash, waters of the United States. And as a consequence, I, if I did anything uh, modifying more than a tenth of an acre on my private land, I had to get a permit from the Corps of Engineers or the Environmental uh, Protection, Protection Agency. Agency. And that's a piece of cake, right? There's no problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spent $40,000 on one uh, request for permission to have a road go across a dry wash. And our rains are few and and very far between. In fact, our washes only run maybe once a year, twice a year after a big heavy rain. And then the water, if it does flow, flows west and north. And if it's really a big flood once every 20 years or so, the water goes down 70 miles and spreads out into the desert. And they, said, my, wa my washes are waters of the United States. There's no nexus to the Colorado, which was 270 miles away. Those washes never run into a river. So the navigable uh, water protection ref uh, rule uh, frees me from that burden, the heavy hand of government, the cost of it and uh, I'm less likely to go to jail. <laughs> well, that's good. We want to keep you out of jail. Um, but let me ask you one more question, um, just on a personal level. You've, I know you've testified on Capitol Hill before on these issues. I think you were on the podcast a couple of years ago when you testified um, on, on MODIS, actually. Um, but just on a personal level, what was today like? I mean, you, you, you haven't really taken part in a presidential event on the South Lawn of the White House before. Have you You've done something that very few of us will ever get to do? What was that like? It was really thrilling. It was so nice to meet the governor. And um, it was Mike Pence, Vice President Pence came by and chatted with the governor and they exchanged uh, interesting information. And I listened into the governor talking to the uh, other governors there, and uh, it was very informative. Uh, we will ask you not to divulge the contents of those conversations on the podcast, <laughs> as much as I'd like to break news. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all on the up and up, and I, I learned that Governor Little uh, had a sheep ranch, and he has uh, a cow calf operation now, and and he's so impressive that the people in Idaho elected him governor. I know, and uh, governor, you testified on behalf of NCBA and PLC 
um, two years ago this week, actually. I went back and looked it up. So um, thank you to both of you for, for testifying and for, for, you know, working on behalf of America's cattle producers and, and ranchers. Um, Governor, what else can be done on, on, uh, on regulatory relief and, and deregulation, um, both at the federal level and on the state level? Like, what, can you, what else can you possibly do? You're already the least regulated state in America. Um, what else can be done? Well, we, we've made great progress, and a lot of it's embedded in my agencies, the Department of Agriculture, the State Land Department. Uh, we've, we've got embedded in our agencies that less government is better than more government. And this administration has done an, an incredible job of trying to Im embed it in, in their agencies. But, you know, the issues that Jim talked about, when Congress passed Clean, Air, Clean Water Act, when Congress passed, passed the National Environmental Policy Act, they did not intend for them to be what they are, are today. And we have got a point in time right now where we can say, let's, let's do a reset. Do we really want uh, projects, whether it be a road, whether it be a, a water line to a water trough, whether it be uh, the classification of a, an ephemeral stream to hold everything back? That was not the intent of Congress. In this administration, and with the great work of NCBA, Public Lands Council, and their affiliated partners, we're trying to get that message to, to be delivered to Congress and everyone else that the original intent of NEPA was that people got notified when there was a project. The original intent of the Clean Water Act is that waters be clean. The intent was not to take a dry wash, have high water at a, a summer uh, uh, rainfall to create uh, wetlands where there was not a wetlands. We are making progress on that. But to your listeners, they have got to support uh, the National Cattlemen, the Public Lands Council, the affiliated industries, because they're the ones that are delivering that message to congressmen all over the United States about the difference between the intent of Congress at the onset of these to what's taken place today. This administration has been a great help, and we from Idaho are all in on doing all we can to help. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, everybody focuses on, when people think lobbying, they think lobbyists up on Capitol Hill. But, you know, members of Congress come and go. Um, but. The bureaucrats that run these agencies in the executive department um, are here all the time. They're career bureaucrats, basically. And a lot of them, most of them, I would say, the vast majority of them, have never been to a ranch in Arizona or Idaho. And they don't know, you know, they don't have firsthand experience. They're, it's kind of like an academic exercise for them. It's not a real-world exercise. And so um, who runs the administration has a lot to do with you know, the decisions that are made at these executive departments and reining in some of these bureaucrats who may have bad ideas. And so um, our lobby team in D.C. works on not only Capitol Hill, and, and, you know, that's helpful, you know, because members of Congress, they're contacted by their constituents back home, and they can sort of get, get a feel for what the folks back home are thinking or how they live. But the folks that work at over, over at EPA, <clears throat> 
excuse me, or some of the agencies here, they're not hearing from anybody in Arizona or Idaho who are actually running ranches day to day and how these regulations impact them. So I think um, when you guys testify on Capitol Hill and when you um, come on podcasts like this and try to, you know, educate folks, um, it's very, very helpful. So thank you for being involved and, um, and taking the time to come out and, and take part in, in hearings on Capitol Hill and in, in, in events like this. So thank you very much to both of you for, for getting involved and for being on the podcast. Our, our pleasure. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.